This is Brenda inside the Kid Code Playground, where, in the time it takes to have a coffee break, we shift stressed out families from painful parenting and kid chaos to positive parenting and calm kids using the techniques in the book, The Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies. The unexpected result? You get your belly laugh back and ensure your kids keep theirs. In this podcast, pointed straight at your heart, we understand that parents struggle with two big problems, time and strategies that work on the spot. Every time you tune in, you'll find something to help you get right now relief in an upset with your kids, because every parent deserves a peaceful parenting experience, and every child deserves a peaceful parent. Are you ready? Hello, peaceful, positive parents. Remember, this is the place you have full permission to be a mess as a parent and at the same time, accept our warm-hearted invitation to leave parenting pain behind. I'm here today with Kim. She's a real-life parenting guide with a degree in psychology. She's the author of a book. I love this name, Becoming Me While Raising You. And she has some valuable tips for you to use with your adolescent kids age 18 to 25. But really, her work lends itself to teens or, you know, young, young adults. So welcome, Kim. Thank you, Brenda. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Yeah. So can you tell our parents just a little bit about you and then we'll jump right into helping them? Yes. Well, a little bit about me is that I'm a mom of five kids. I have a daughter that is 17 and then I have sons that range in age from 19 to 34. And it was really the um, challenge that I had with my eldest son when he became addicted to alcohol at the age of 20, that I walked him, walked with him through that as a parent that really opened my eyes about lots of aspects of parenting and led me to this journey of becoming a conscious parenting coach and specifically working with moms of kids between the ages of about 10 and 25. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you've had quite a journey then. And on, I mean, you have a lot of kids, five kids, everybody. Heard that? <laughs> yes, they and, and you know, it's been a wide age range for many years. And I think it's kind of interesting that my last is my only daughter. And that's been very different than having sons. So taking her through those teen years, you know, is just a very eye opening experience. And when I coach parents on things, you know, like non-negotiables, screen time, open communication, um, I'm really living and walking that with them. So I feel very connected to the work that I do. You know, that's so nice to hear, Kim. And our life experiences, especially yours, there's so many parents that can relate to having gone through that situation and or maybe in the middle of that situation. So I'm sure that your words of wisdom will really help a lot of people today. So let's start with the one of your specialties the non-negotiable boundaries, they seem to be lost to many parents. It's like, I'm not the authority really, and I have to be nice to my kids or they won't like me. So please teach us. Well, this is very interesting. I think we are in an evolution of parenting going from the way many generations were parented, which is what I call the dominant parenting paradigm, where the parent is, you know, 
up here and the child is down here and you're not seen or heard much, but we are shifting into a more conscious and intentional way of parenting our kids. And because we're in the process of that, parents today get very, like you said, very um, uptight and nervous and anxious about creating rules because a little bit they're afraid in some aspects of breaking the bond with their kids but they also see when they aren't doing this their kids are floundering or their kids are becoming more entitled i guess that's a trendy word to you know kids are entitled these days and we think that they're running the show and truthfully kids do need structure in their lives right but when i'm talking about non-negotiables it's really about putting into place two or three ways that you are going to stand firm through their adolescence. Um, And that you're not, there are, there are areas that you can be flexible on and the older our kids get, the more important it is to give them latitude and choice in their life. But non-negotiables are the couple of things that you know that you will not negotiate around or be flexible with. I would love to give you an example. Yes, please. Okay. So our two non-negotiables for our family are no drinking before the um, legal age, no drug use. So that's, that's all as one. And then always tell the truth. So these, so that, that, you know, there's one kind of specific thing and one thing that's pretty broad, right? Telling the truth could be, could, could be about schoolwork, could be about, you know, something you did Saturday night, whatever. We just, we want to promote based on our family values, um, integrity. And, you know, if you've done something, own it kind of thing. Yeah. So these are things that we, we wouldn't negotiate on. Like I wouldn't, for example, with the, with the, um, alcohol use recently, there was a, a, a high school graduation. And if my, son or daughter wanted to go to a party and they knew there was going to be beer there and um, they know how I feel about the non-negotiable and, you know, it wouldn't be like, okay, for them to just have one beer now. So, so that's not something that, um, again, I can give them lots of choice in terms of what they decide to take in their schoolwork, what extracurriculars they're doing. I want them to explore who they are, but because in part of the experience I had with my oldest son, I know much more about how alcohol and drugs affect the adolescent brain. So I'm not coming from a place of fear, like don't do this because I don't, you know, I, I, my, my mom heart couldn't handle it. If I had to walk through this again, it's more a better understanding on my part at this point that alcohol and or drugs during our kids adolescence can be that the earlier the start the more detrimental it can it can be so that's where i come from so educating our kids on why we're putting our non-negotiables in place is really important instead of just saying like these are the rules and that's the way it's going to be we have to have some way that we educate them or share with them why we're coming to these non-negotiables. And I really mean two or three things that you know, based on your family values, that you wouldn't be flexible with. Um, And then I'll 
you know, many areas of their life, as many as possible, giving them choice and latitude to try on things, to make choices, even if it's, it potentially is an unhealthy choice or takes them off the road because they've got to learn, they've got to learn, um, you know, how to self-correct and, or become resilient through some challenges. Yes. So the non-negotiables, and and this is, this is, this is interesting because I actually recently did a TikTok on this. And of course, what came back to me was parents want to know when the non-negotiables are broken, what are the consequences, Mm -hmm. right? They want it like, cause they're, cause we've been parenting for generations in the whole, there has to be, you know, this happens and then this is the repercussion that happens. And I like to say most of the time, we as parents do not need to impart an additional consequence when the non-negotiable is broken. That doesn't, that's not every time. Like if my child did, for use that example, did drink and drive home or drank and came home and was inebriated, um, especially if, if she or he had driven, those car privileges would be revoked because you're not only putting yourself in danger, but you're putting other people in danger. And we know this is a non-negotiable. So there would be a consequence in that respect. But for the most part, our kids, when they make an unhealthy choice or make a mistake, there is a life lesson that is taught through natural consequences. So most of the time, we do not have to impose a punishment or a consequence on top of it if they if they break a non-negotiable. Yeah. That's, that's really encouraging Kim to, for parents to take the time, cause it will take time to sit down and really consider this very seriously. What's non-negotiable and why um, all with the well-being of your child as the top priority. So you have four questions, as I understand it, that really help a parent come into awareness and can give them relief and, you know, for things like any, any kind of parenting problem or pattern. Could you share those with us? Yes. I think that these four questions are the basis that parents can begin to shift from one of maybe a more uh, dominant outlook on the, what parenting is to more of a conscious intentional outlook. And this is self-reflective. So these questions are, What do I believe about myself? Where did that come from? Is it true? And if it's not true, what is? Parenting is the greatest vehicle through which we can grow ourselves up. And sometimes that means reparenting ourselves. So what do we believe about ourselves that often gets kicked up in our kids' behaviors that is trying to teach us where we need to shift the way we look at ourselves. Yes. Do you have an example for our parents? Yes, I do. So I will take you through, this is actually the first chapter-ish of my book. And when I, I think this is a pretty universal belief. I came to a place where I understood, I believed that I wasn't worth hearing, that what I had to say didn't matter. So that was the belief. What I have to say doesn't matter. And it played out often in my parenting because my kids wouldn't listen and I felt disrespected. Okay. So that's the scenario. 
is it, where did that come from is the next question. The first time I remember not feeling heard was when I was six years old and a situation that I went through with my dad. And um, as a result of that situation, he didn't listen to me and I was trying to explain something to him and I ended up getting spanked. And because of that very mundane, I didn't get spanked a lot, but because of that parenting moment, I took on the belief that what I had to say didn't matter. Next question. Is it true? It is not true. Of course, I what I have to say matters. Yeah. And then the fourth thing is if it's not true, like I said, what is true? And what's true is that I do have an important message to share. So practicing the new belief is me showing up on this podcast, me writing a book about my experiences as a young child and how that translated into my marriage and parenting. Uh, me showing up for a coaching call with another parent to say, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily about me, but I'm here to listen to you and help you navigate that. Yes. That's really wonderful, Kim. Thank you so much. I know that our parents will get an awful lot of uh, out of that, what you have shared with us today. And I encourage you to re-listen to this podcast. And uh, if you have any questions about it, you can contact Kim. Her information will be in the show notes. And again, um, her book, Becoming Me While Raising You. I love that so much because I have never known a time in my life where I haven't grown right along with my kids. So once again, Kim, thank you so much for coming on and helping our parents. Brenda, it's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for listening and making your parenting life and your child's life more positive and peaceful. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to take a Kid Code course, yep, you can do it in the time it takes to have a coffee break. If you'd like to become a Kid Code teacher, or if you want to reach me directly to talk about anything Kid Code, I'm here, thekidcode.ca instant evolution into positive, peaceful parenting, one upset at a time.